grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, jeez. Aaron. <sighs> You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. number are you wearing in new york now um that might change soon oh uh but uh yeah i'm about to i'm thinking i'm gonna get 53 all right welcome into episode number 53 of jobbing out glenn clark aaron oster of the baltimore sun and rolling stone and of course the main event, 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 event. AJ Francis of the New York Football Giants. Good to be back together. Good to uh, have a lot to talk about this week. Um, you know, we'll talk about everything that happened over in uh, England this week on Raw and SmackDown. Obviously, in do, the world. Do, do we need to give you uh, time at the top of the show here? No, I've, I've done that bit before. I don't think I need to do the bit again. Wait, and I, honestly, wait, 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 wait. Since when are you one not to run down I, a bit? I really, you know, it's really funny. Like, I, I realize that now it's better when I don't plan them. Like, the thing that happened a couple weeks ago with the Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal, like the weird build, when it was just very organic, where I was like, what the F was that? was a way better rant than when I do the same prepared rant that I've done a hundred times before. So I let it happen organically when it happens organically. You know what I really hated? I really hated that this week that SmackDown was taped. So because of that, I was not surprised by anything that happened. You're doing So now you're doing your me. I see what happened here. You're doing your impression of me. It's a terrible impression. I sound way whiter than that. <laughs> what you're even doing. I could not. Somebody at the end of the year last year, I think it was our, one of our listeners, it was Brandon, said, uh, my list of my top 20 songs, they're like, it sounds kind of basic. I'm like, you don't have to say it. You can just say it sounds really white. It's okay. I am the whitest man on the face of the planet. I could not be whiter. I'm all right with that. I'm, I'm not trying to pretend like I'm anything other than the whitest dude living today. I mean, you live on a farm. I live on a farm. I couldn't be whiter. So I'm all right with that. That's you don't, true. You don't have to dance around how white I am. It's okay. I know how white I am. And I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I can be white and also appreciate other things. Like cracking my voice in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> uh, later on in this week's show, we're going to chat about uh, chat with Kimberly who uh, is awesome, who you probably remember most recently from her time in NXT as Abby Lath, uh, but she has done just about everything there is to do. Once Upon a Time was MCW Women's Champion mm -hmm. here locally. Uh, she was uh, Shikara's Grand Champion. Yep. Um, like, like the champion champion. Yes, like the, the one. the Shikara yes, champion. Correct. Um, she's awesome, and she's coming to Defy in June, which is really cool because it's actually her hometown. So we're going to chat with Kimber a little bit later on. You know how nice it is to be able to say we've got a guest coming up and know that we have the guest coming up? It's weird. We haven't been able to do that for a few weeks. It's been since, um, well, ever since Aaron came back, we haven't been able to do that. When Aaron was Aaron's gone, the worst. right, when Aaron was gone, oh my! all of these Hall of Famers were like, oh, my God, can we get on now? Because we'd like to make sure that everybody knows that we're going to be on. Like Mick Foley wanted to be on and Mark Henry wanted to be on and 
Oh, but as soon as Aaron got back, it was just like, oh, oh, Aaron's there, huh? Well, because Aaron's the worst. So what you don't know, guys, is that last week we like literally recorded an entire first segment where we were actually kind of trashing the fact that Rosa Mendez had bailed on us. Here's how the week went last week. I talked to Rosa Mendez. She says, would love to, absolutely. She's with NCW now. Of course she would want to come on, right? Who, who wouldn't want to do that? And so she's like, I'm all in. I said, great. How do we get in touch with you? How do we work this out? You know, like, we're taping on Thursday. What, you know, and we just got to nail something down. Either I got to know that you're calling us so that we're calling you. I just need to have it nailed down and when. And I never got a message back from her. So I said on Thursday, I'm like, I guess we're not getting Rosa Mendez. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. But Kimberly said she wanted to come on, so maybe we'll get that. And, like, literally the moment that we finished with AJ last week, Rosa Mendez is like, what are you talking about? I'm great. Let's do it. I want to come on and talk. I'm like, I just spent the entire first segment of the show <laughs> pissing and running moaning, you down. Right. About the fact that I, in fact, said, I think this is entirely Rosa Mendez's fault. Like, I had said some things that I regretted afterwards. <laughs> So the editing process for what last week's dick. show. That's why we are not live. Correct. The <laughs> editing process was a bit brutal because I had to go back through. And I don't know if I left any in because I like I found as many as I could. I had to delete like 12 references that I made to Rosa Mendez in the first segment of last week's show. And as it turns out, she was a wonderful guest. She was great. She was a wonderful guest. She couldn't have been lovelier. She, she had nothing but wonderful things to say about Baltimore. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe how great she was. And I was such a dick in the first segment. Shocker. But nobody heard it. <laughs> nobody heard it because I went through and edited it all out. Uh, obviously, the other big story this week in pro wrestling is that All In has sold out. We will talk about that more in segment number two. But let's get into Raw and SmackDown from the week. Uh, as we now know more of the Money in the Bank picture for both shows. In fact, what, how many spots do we still have left at this point to fill? Like We have like one men's spot. I was going to say like one, one or two men's spots. I think we only have one. Yeah, on I think the it's just Smackdown the, the one, the, yeah. the Joe versus Cass match. Yeah, so correct. presumably Joe. If we're assuming that it's going to be Cass, Cass versus Brian, Brian again. I think we still have like five of the women, though. Oh, really? Is it more yeah. women than I realized? Okay, so we still have a lot of women's spots to fill. And then there's the talk. Well, we'll get to that at the end of the segment. So, so New Day ends up winning, and so that spot's going. We assume to Biggie, correct? Like this. Kofi, Kofi. That, that's the funny thing because is that, it's. Well, they've they've done all those segments, like both both online, like the the WWE.com, and then occasionally you see it on air where it talks about how they want to get Kofi a world title. Like actually at the panel that I hosted, they right. talked about it's like I want to get we want to get Kofi the world title. So I could see it, but if I was to put a favorite, it would be Big E. I think there's a chance you, of Kofi though. You know what people are overlooking? What? It's Kofi in a ladder match. No, well, that's a and b. Uh, I don't know if you guys were listening to Raw with the sound on or not. Every now but, and then. <laughs> but, I mean, I said Raw, I meant SmackDown. I apologize. On SmackDown, every moment that they could, all of the announcers were talking about how great Xavier Woods has no, been It's recently. funny because I, yeah. did, I did catch that. And the fact that he started the match on He Tuesday. won the match. Right. right. Like, I did catch all of that. I just can't see it. I can't see it either, but... Here's the thing. Do we really think anyone in New Day is going to win the money in the It's bank? so funny you bring that up, AJ. I, th this is the, like, no, like, but could, what it... Does, what, does, does Kofi deserve it? Yes. Any of them. Would, uh, yes. would Big E deserve it? Yes. 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 Would Xavier would, deserve it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but my point but is, I don't see any of them winning that. No. Why, why are you doing this if you don't think, like, you don't have a plan for one of them? Why are you involving them? You didn't need anybody from New Day in this match. If you don't have a plan, why are you doing this? By the way, I also have to duck out for one second, but keep talking, by all means. Because to me, uh, I think you do this 
because this would be the first step in having them have well, maybe a couple of them instead of working as a team, work as a solo while still having a tag team. Yeah, I, I agree. This definitely, I feel, whether or not, you know, they're probably not going to win, but it's going to be whoever gets this is going to get some spotlight in this match. They're going to be, you know, maybe the stars who don't win it, but start to get, you know, they have that big moment, either the big move or just the part where they, for two minutes, start wrecking everybody in the match, stand tall, and, th- and then, you know, the night after, two nights after, because it's SmackDown, they say, oh, well, you know, such and such is Mr. Money in the Bank. But look at this guy. He, you know, this is a turning point. This is, you know, however you want to do it, which is also the reason I think that they really are pushing uh, Xavier Woods. Because if even if it's not, you know, a breakup thing, you can push one guy as the singles, but then you need Xavier to really step up in credibility to be to say, you know, he's going to wrestle every match now, but they're not losing a step, even though typically he was the one who stepped out. Obviously, they went in and out, but usually. I feel like he wrestled the least amount. He's the least credible. So you start pushing him that way. They don't lose a step so they can do both the singles and the tag match. And Uh, I can also see a situation where whenever Jeff Hardy decides that he no longer needs the U.S. title for whatever reason, he has it still. Um, We're assuming he's going to lose to a heel. That that could be a natural place for Xavier Woods to step in as the next challenger. uh, Oh, so Xavier after the whoever, you know, whatever, he beats him. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I, I feel like most likely what happens here is they're going to make it very clear this guy's the singles guys and the remaining two guys are the team, so that's the only reason why I would hesitate on that one. But, I mean, obviously it makes sense. We saw him, if you remember, when uh, Cena was still doing that open challenge, the one that Alberto yeah. Del Rio finally... We all thought it was going to be Xavier because they had kind of done that stuff. So we know Xavier's great. Xavier is great. Like, that's not He's a question. Great. He's awesome. You want to put him in in the the mid card? You know, I don't know about if WWE would ever see him as a main eventer, as a singles guy, but as a as a high mid carder, as going after the U.S. title, one hundred percent. I'm all for giving Xavier Woods the chance to really get in there and be a singles guy. I don't buy it. My guess is Biggie. Biggie's always made the most sense, and even though I do think that it's, are are you still like Miz or nobody on your your Money in the Bank Miz thoughts? Or give me Miz or give me Death. I'm, I'm, I don't know about the death. I, I would say, give me Miz or give me Joe. Like, if Joe, <laughs> if Joe holds it, I think that'd be awesome. I think him stalking people with the briefcase, just the, the image, the things he could do with it. Yeah, for sure. Would be amazing. Like, that, the only that w- thing better than Joe, like how Joe would handle the belt, would be if Big E won the, I mean, the belt, sorry, the briefcase. The briefcase. Would be if Big E won, and then. When he came down to the ring and did, like, fake, fake cash-in, he just threw pancakes at the guy in the ring. Yeah, I mean, that would be great from a comedy standpoint. I'm just thinking, like, the image is like the, oh, shit, when Joe's music hits and people are just like, oh, no, oh, God. Or, you know, he comes out, stands on the ramp even without the music. But just everything about the Joe package makes me think, oh, man, that, that could be so good. But obviously, Miz, we, we want it to be Miz. But I'll, I'll also accept Joe. Uh, who else did we add to the uh, the matches this week? Obviously, we added someone from the New Day. Uh, who did we get over from Raw? Um, hold on, let me think. Uh, Bob. Oh, Bobby Roode. No, he was already in. No, we got. Uh, yeah, we got Roode, and we got Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, Bobby Kevin Roode Owens Kevin also Owens. wouldn't suck for uh, for Mr. Money in the Bank, but I don't think he needs it. I would be all in on Kevin Owens as Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah, I mean, it'd be wonderful. It's just one of those things where it's like, does he, does it help 
I mean, it, it doesn't hurt his character, that's for sure. But I almost feel like Miz and Joe could use it a little bit better, just their characters. But, yeah, I mean, no one's complaining about Kevin. No one's complaining about Rusev. Pretty much, I feel like the only... Rude would be weird with the briefcase in his current iteration. No, no. No, I mean, if you use it to turn him heel, okay. That's my thing. Yeah. Because that's the thing that's really good for me is that if Bobby Rude, also if Finn Balor wins, I see that as their opportunity to turn them heel. Um, I mean, the only thing awkward about turning Finn Balor heel right now is he's doing the whole Balor Club for everyone thing. So at least at this moment, it would be really weird. Yeah, right now, but he could hold the briefcase yeah. for 300 days. Exactly. You know? So And down the line, you know, and that's how he turns heel by cashing it in on somebody? Yeah, got, got no problem with like, that. Like, could you imagine this? Imagine this. Daniel Bryan wins the WWE title at, at SummerSlam. Yep. And, and just like in SummerSlam and past, Bobby Roode or Finn Balor comes back over to SmackDown to cash in on him? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't suck. It absolutely wouldn't suck for for any of that. So yeah, I mean, so I just want to state that you guys are wrong about everything that you just said. Exactly. I just want you to know. I'm so sorry. I'm in the middle of this huge project that we're doing for my real job, and like I've been getting all these Look, phone calls. We, I'm we just, we so just had the best segment we've ever had. Oh, so, it probably was. So I wasn't. Feel free for what it's worth, out. I wasn't going to add anything to the conversation because I'm I'm so spent. What did you guys cover? Um, we're just we're still talking about. We were talking about basically. Um, we, I mean, we we looked at who we added. So Bobby Roode. Yeah. Kevin Owens. And, you know, we, we, we went more down the New Day. And we also basically said, I mean, at this point, we're not complaining about pretty much anybody yeah, is, in the match. Okay, so nobody Hold on, match. hold on, guys. Right. Uh, I got to go get my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> See, I at, least, I at least was doing something for work, right? Like, he's really gone, by the way. Wow. I, really I, I, I thought that was a bit. No, no, he's really gone. I at least was doing something yes. related to work. That's he impressive. has to go get his pizza, he said. Do you want to use this as an excuse to eat some food? No, but oh, oh, he's back. Is he back? He's back. Yeah, I'm back. Um, you, got, you got your pizza? That's good. But yeah, I, I, we were saying, you know, just like last week we were saying, as AJ said, give me Miz, give me death. I say, okay, give me a side of Joe. I'll accept yeah, Joe. Yeah, right. Like, okay, Joe there's, would be there's awesome. There's plenty of great options. I'll, I'll be back. Right. And this is the thing. There's plenty of great options here. Like, there's plenty of yep. them. And that's what makes Money in the Bank always work so well. And this is why Money in the Bank has become the third best pay-per-view of the year. I guess you could still have Royal Rumble in front of it. Yeah, I mean, I still have Royal um, Rumble just for the spectacle. Yeah, because but... it's Royal Rumble, because you get to count down and the whole thing. Yes. I get it. Um, but, like, because you literally find yourself saying, there's so many scenarios that work here. There's so many of these that are acceptable, viable scenarios for who should end up having this briefcase. You know what I find myself, honestly, a little bit bitter about, though? Having watched it this week, I actually think they should have done two six-man matches. I think there should be a Raw and a SmackDown. I, I agree with you just because there seems to be some people like Drew McIntyre yeah. who who are being left out of it. Yes. At the same time, I don't want four briefcases Okay, around. so that's the other La- debate. Last thing before I go get my pizza, I would like to point out that Money in the Bank is actually technically the second best pay-per-view now because everyone just shits on WrestleMania every chance. You know, there is an argument yeah. for that. There is an <laughs> argument that as a wrestling pay-per-view, it's actually better. Um, <laughs> are you going to get your pizza or what are you? All right. Yes. There's a weird bit All right. here. All right. So how, do you need time? How long is this going to take you getting your pizza? He's just going. All right. All we're right, we're just going. Whatever. Anyways. We'll just keep going. Um, um, okay. So I, I hear you. I, I do. And it's interesting because I've been in favor of doing a tag. Um, well, and that's what I want to bring up. Bank there is talk. Because if you notice on like all the promotion, there are three briefcases on like 
the posters, whatever they show graphics. I didn't notice that. There, there are three, and there has been talk that, um, especially since we're still four weeks out from it, there's right. a lot, and we have you know the entire men's that we could be seeing a tag. Well, money I'm, in the bank. I've always been in favor of a tag division money in the bank match. I've always thought that was a good idea. Um, I like the idea of introducing it with NXT as well. You know what I mean? Like I, I like there being money in the bank is such a good concept, and if you're creative with it. I hear what you're saying about there's so many briefcases out there, but you have two different shows. It's not like all the briefcases have to be on one show. Right, and you just, I mean, you'd have to plan it out. You could do it, and you right, cash you one in you, instantly to correct. get rid of you that. Don't, you don't yeah. necessarily need them all to happen at the same time. I think you can do it with multiple briefcases. I get that with the women's division, while there are a lot more women, are there enough that it's really credible to have two women's briefcases out there? Like, is that... Are you at that point yet? Maybe not. And then does it look bad if you're doing two different men's briefcases and only one women's briefcase? Yeah, there's probably some equality you know, issue there that's involved. But there's so many people that can be involved with this that at some point I would have no problem with it. With all the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is, is just Money in the Bank matches. If it was nothing other than tag division, women's division, men's matches, just Money in the Bank matches on the Money in the Bank pay-per-view... No championship matches. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. You'd, now you'd also have to, you know, for the pay per view itself, you'd have to make sure the agents are figuring out ways to make every ladder match a little bit different. Make it, it is a lot of work. Different. I agree with that. Like it's you, a lot of work. Uh, yeah. Yes, correct. You'd have to put it. Otherwise, you end up. Um, I don't know if you remember. You know, TNA always had the lockdown pay per view right, where, right. and it was, you know, a lot of the cage matches end up being the same. So it just felt like. I hear you. Yeah, I bad. hear you. <laughs> I understand that it's a lot of work in order to get it right, but I think that they're capable of doing it. And again. With two shows, with five hours oh, yeah. of programming a week, well, I think you can have... You certainly b- can. You certainly can. You you have it, you know, you make it randomly come out where, you know, you have all the high flyers in one match. You have some of the, you know, right, the ground right, guys. Like, correct. you can do it. You just got to put the work into it. No, I agree. But I, I was thinking that this week because there's so many good options, and yet there are so many other options that are still being left out. Like, what are you doing with Sammy now? I guess just Sammy Bobby Lashley in a, a singles match at this point. Yeah, but like, that seems right. Like... You know, it's I'm sure it'll be fine, but it's not like I'm clamoring no. for a Sammy Bobby Lashley match. Do I think that's better than having Sammy involved in a, a, a Money in the Bank match? No, of course not. You know what I mean? I think that Sammy should be in a Money in the Bank match. Um, so, and again, no problem. No problem that, you know, it's it's going to work out that, that Sammy's going to have a match. And I like that they're giving him direction. I, I like that it feels like it's something for Sammy, but I just prefer it the other way. That's all. Yep. Um, all that being said... I, this is why, and I can't, it's so funny that AJ brought this up the second best. I am more excited this time of year. I don't know what it is. Oh, I mean, I'm well, like, it, well, you know what it is? It's Rumble is the thing that puts us in the direction to Mania. That's one of the reasons we always like Rumble so much. This starts us on the path to SummerSlam. Right, and then you have the path to Survivor Series, which is equal. Oh, wait, wait. <clears throat> it's the one time <laughs> all week that Raw and SmackDown superstars go up against each other. But I don't also, even know how but long also that not, But also not guaranteeing that it'll be all week. I was going to say, I don't know how long that's going to last. We'll get that to that in segment yeah, three, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you on all that. All right, what else uh, from this week that really all jumped right. out? Uh, do you want to talk about AJ Shinsuke or the Ronda Rousey thing? Let's go with Ronda. Yeah, that felt really ham-fisted. That was bad. Like, um, I, have, I have no – well, not no problem – I don't have that big of a problem with, with hot-shotting it to Ronda. Ronda is Ronda. You want her in that position. Weird that it's probably going to be her first singles match unless, you know, yeah, she might have one between now and then, but whatever. Weird. Right. Uh, the way they did that is what I particularly – like. Well, it seems like they really valued this event in okay, New York. Okay, that's that fine. It was a very you script it better. They literally – this was the script. 
Ron, you know, Nia challenges Ronda. Ronda says, no, no, I don't deserve it. Right. And Nia says, you're right, you don't deserve it, but I'm challenging you anyways. Right. That is not what you want out of your okay. women's title, I, Bill. You're not wrong about that, but that part of it really didn't. Like, you're getting Ronda Rousey in a women's championship right. match, and that's ultimately all they really wanted. The fact that, like, you end it with, like, she and Nia are still friends, and we're all faces here, and, like, it, it's it's weird. It's weird. That's I, a lot of weird. But it was very clear that it was something that came to them, that they wanted to do something at this event in New York that would matter, and that this is what it was. Yes, it's awkward. Yes, it is absolutely ham-fisted. There is no getting around the fact that this makes no sense, that why Ronda Rousey's first championship match, again, I get it, they're trying to make Money in the Bank a bigger deal, and having a Ronda Rousey fight for a championship at Money in the Bank accomplishes that. You don't have to have her win or lose. It could be a... You know, another scenario involved here that can stretch this out a little well, bit Well, especially with the Money in the Bank briefcase. I mean, the, the most obvious scenario to me is... Is have her win and then have the women's winner cash in immediately? Nat- or, or to get in the match. And, uh, and probably Natty. Uh, I mean, okay, but why... I, I don't... I don't that would suck. Yeah, I don't love... Th- I don't like that at all. Well, the, to me, this screams... I, it, the thing is the, the relationship between Ronda and Natty is what I understand, makes... but you don't have to burn that here. Yeah, but why why else are they doing it? Yeah. I think what happens is Natty comes out to, like, try to, like, quote-unquote help. uh, And that's how you have her lose the match. Do you want... intentionally cost her the match because she's, like, they they built it into the storyline. Natalia can just simply lose the money in the bank and then come out and be mad and be, like, end up saying, well... She's only been. She only had one match. She gets a title match, and I had to earn, try to earn it in the Money in the Bank. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah, and I mean, then she comes out and costs her. And that and that gives you a way to have Ronda lose without really losing. And look, Ronda can't be unbeaten. Forever. No, but do, if this is her first singles match, do you want her to lose? Yes, because um, she's facing Nia Jax, who should beat. Like I if do anyone agree with that. In the company, can beat Ronda Rousey. It's Nia Jax. Yeah, it's actually really embarrassing if you don't. Now, I get it. Rondas look great. Ronda is Ronda. I know. She's a she's a former UFC, you know, whatever. I understand all of those things. But look at Nia Jax. You know what I mean? Look. Like, Nia Jax should be able to beat everyone. Um, I, again, if you're putting in one – I can't get – I can't – you can't get out of the fact that you put her in the match, right? Like, in, in my world, she's not in this match. This right. isn't – but you did that. So now once you did it – which do I think is better? Just immediately giving Ronda Rousey the belt, you know, in her first singles match, or having her lose because Natalia got involved, dragging that thing out for a little while, and it's not the end of the world that she lost a match. Like or, it's not she she was going to have to lose at some point. I guess if you want to get out of the awkward situation where you don't want Ronda to to win, but you don't want her to win the title, you have the person interject them in the match and lose. It's a burning of the briefcase, but no, I don't like that. Why? I'm just I'm trying to come up with a way that why, why, why are you so afraid of having but Ronda your way Rousey? sucks Aaron yeah that, why, why are you so afraid of Ronda Rousey losing I match? think that Ronda Rousey losing her first singles match or for maybe she she has one between now and then but her first big okay, singles we're presenting match, a scenario where she's losing it because of interference I I, it, I feel like losing just losing is wrong at this point I, I just I feel like it's not why? the way to go because Nia it's Ronda Jax, Rousey. You are, you are, you yes. And you know what? I don't think you would credibly say that Nia Jax could wrestle Triple H oh. right now. But you built that story where Ronda Rousey is as good of a wrestler as Triple H. Um, quick question, Aaron. Why didn't why don't bantamweights fight heavyweights? Is is Nia that much heavier than Triple H? Yes. 
Nia's probably four thirty pounds heavier than Triple H. I, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head, but it, I'm, I'll try to find what they're listed as. Right. Um, Nia's at least two eighty. Let's see. I mean, I, I I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't know exactly what their ways. You you made you created a scenario where Ron, you you created Ronda as this person who can fight anybody, who can fight legends, who can fight Triple H, and go toe to toe. It feels weird to have her lose even with interference. Right. right for off what the it's bat. worth, they list Nia as two forty. That's not. I I, I hear you. I mean, I just what for what it's worth, they list her as two forty. Okay. Which would well, make her lighter than Triple H because they list him at like two fifty something. Okay. Well. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not, you know, okay. Look, we're, you I mean, know, we're, if we're talking storyline here, that, then. But... Right. Here's what I would say. I'm not really worried about any of that because, again, I wouldn't have her lose clean. Right. There's a big difference in having her take a clean loss and having Natalia come out and screw her, and that's why she lost the match. It's unexpected. She's not, you know, th- this is the part of wrestling she's not used to yet, right? Like, that doesn't happen in the UFC. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And in the process, it doesn't really hurt Nia either because you can build up the match credibly that Nia could have won but had a chance at winning and just ends up winning because of the outside interference. There's nothing wrong with that. And unless you're planning on doing something where Ronda has to be unbeaten and it's a big deal for her to be unbeaten, and I think that's dumb because the truth is, like, the unbeaten, the untouchable part of Ronda Rousey went away when she lost her last couple of UFC fights. We all know she's not unbeatable. She's very much beatable. In fact... She looked the absolute opposite of that when we saw her before. I think all of these things can still work. Again, I'm saying I wouldn't have put her in this match. This right. wouldn't have been the direction right. they did. But once they did, the easiest way to get out of it is what you're talking about, is some scenario by which Natalia gets involved, and then Ronda doesn't really want to be in the title picture for the next couple of pay-per-views. She's more concerned about Natalia. Now you have and clear- Aaron, which you also are ignoring, is the fact that it's not like she's losing to Bailey. I'm not. Yeah, I'm put, not ignoring. I'm, I think I don't care who it is. I, I don't have Ronda. I don't have Ronda losing her first match. That's all. But I mean, if you put Ronda Rousey next to Nia Jax, you can legitimately say, "Oh yeah, she could probably kick her ass." Like if we're talking, this is a real sport. Wrestling right, is a real right, sport. Right. And again, we're not even trying to do that because we're creating a scenario where it's not even legitimate. Right. It's it's yeah. it's a you know it's a it's a shoot law. I just don't I don't think it's that big of a deal. I I don't know why we'd and frankly I think it's better for them to get a loss out of the way. The more yes. I think about it, why would yes. you deal with the burden of trying to keep Ronda Rousey unbeaten and making it impossible for you to do things that you want to do? Like it, either she's a wrestler or she's not. If she's coming in here to be Brock Lesnar and that's all that you envision her being, and she's not going to show up on shows and she's only going to show up every couple of pay per views, that's a different thing. But the word is, she's here to be a wrestler. She's here to be a WWE performer. And if that's the case... She did do some house shows over... She did house shows. Yep. She's been on TV most weeks, right? Like, she's... You know, she's been involved. If that's what she's here to do, is to wrestle at every pay-per-view, is to be a professional wrestler, professional wrestlers overwhelmingly do not start their careers with long, undefeated streaks. No, but... There's very few of them that ever do. But most of them also don't start with loss. Like if, if you're a big star, I'm just saying. I mean, again, that, that, that's my that's I, what, that's I, my only hesitation. I, I think it would be different if it was her first match. You're qualifying it that it's her first singles match. Like it, she already won her big. That you think it's more relevant that she would lose this than that she won? No, it's not more the, relevant. The, right. But I mean, there's a difference between okay. more and relevant and wrong. not being relevant. I mean, I'm no, not it's fine. wrong. It's fine. We just figured I'm it out. Not Aaron's wrong. wrong. It's okay. No, no, no. It's okay. It's all right. We just figured okay. it out. We did the math and we figured out. You. I mean, were you, you know, you know that they're they're most likely. 
doing this because they're hot shy in the title tour, though. I, we're, we're, we're all, we're all in that. We're all. I, I don't know if I think that's the most likely reason why they're doing it, but I do. I'm, I'm not dumb enough to think it's not possible. Of course, I think it's possible that they're going to go that route. I agree completely. I do not think she's going to win this match. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think she is either, but I'm definitely not working with the delusion that they haven't thought to themselves just get the belt on Ronda at some point, particularly if they're planning something to take the belt off of Brock, that they want one of them to be a champion. They want one of them to walk around with a belt. Um, and I don't know what the plan is for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I, I was going to say, who's going to take the belt off Brock? That's Brock. the issue. <laughs> I don't even know who's in that realm right now. Like, I don't even know. I, I think that Roman gets another match against Brock, but... I don't know, man. It's super if, if weird. If you didn't do it then, why are you doing it I, now? I, it is super weird. I mean, Braun is the guy, but when would that happen? No, but again, Roman's argument is, I, I didn't, didn't lose. lose. Right. Right? Like, that's a great argument. I literally for, won the match. But he's not really been making that argument. I get it. He's been distracted by uh, Jinder Mahal, but, like, that's sort of disappeared. Like, nobody's really talking about the fact that he didn't actually lose the match. Well, he, they are calling him the uncrowned, undisputed champion. Okay, that's that. that part is true. I'm saying... <laughs> This week, he did not... Right, no, well, the, yeah, this week he's focused on gender. Correct, he's on to gender. And by the way... Because I, we're not seeing Brock until God knows when. And that's when. the point. The point <laughs> is we're just letting Brock disappear again, so when he comes back, is it Roman? Or is it the scenario that I painted where Braun Strowman wins the money in the bank and just says, I want to get him at, at SummerSlam? Could it be Braun, Roman, and Brock at SummerSlam? Oh my God, I actually love that. Yeah, I mean, I just said that as, in as my long head. as long as you have Brock being pinned. I don't, I don't want to see it where Braun a, wins the title by pinning, pinning Roman, Roman, but yeah, that's probably what they would do. Um, right, but that's why I, I that's the I only. I don't care. I don't care if they do it that way. I think that's the way it's going to work. I would prefer that they would have Braun pin Brock if they're doing it that. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. But I, the more I think about that, I am all in on that main event. What, why Brock, you? Braun, and Roman in the main event at SummerSlam? Yeah, why wouldn't you be that oh. kicks ass? Um, uh, Aaron, oh Roman Reigns, they're going to Sam and Boo, are they? But now they have someone to cheer in Braun. No, that's what they would do. They I have mean. someone to cheer in Brock Lesnar. No, 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 no. They spent two months telling you why you yeah, shouldn't right? cheer for Brock Lesnar. There's a big difference between Brock and Braun in this okay. scenario. Um, and they spent two months saying you shouldn't cheer for Brock Lesnar. What did people do when he won? Sure, they pop because they pop at the end of every match. But for the most part, people were kind of, eh... It was. It wasn't. It was, Brock know. wasn't the conquering hero in that scenario. Braun I, I, would be the conquering hero in this to, scenario. I do tend to agree with that. Here's what I'll say about this too. Um, if they think that they're getting, and I, I don't know what they think they're getting at, they might just not care anymore. I've said that before. They might just genuinely not care how you react to Roman Reigns. It might very well be. Although if they didn't, I don't know why they didn't just give him the belt when they had the opportunity right. to. It might very well be that they just don't care how anybody reacts to Roman Reigns anymore. But if what they think is that doing Roman gender is going to work to get, like, uh, here's what we can do. We'll take the most nuclear heel that we've got and we'll put him on the opposite side of, of Roman. It's not. It's not going to work. You're going to be disappointed in the results. Now, if what they're doing is saying, the hell with it, we don't care, we think Roman is, our, whether you want to root for him or not, he's our face. Then he should be the, and, cha then he should be the champion right I, now. I tend to agree with that, but he's our face. Gender's our heel. This is the match that we're doing. You can do whatever you want. Root, you know, uh, boo, I don't give a shit. This is the match that we're doing. I'm all in for it because I think that Jinder and Roman are great, and I actually think this program is, is a good program. I'm in favor of this program. The only problem I have is if they think that it's going to lead to, well, here's how we're finally going to get the crowd into Roman. No, it's, it, you're not going to get that. And, and, and Aaron, AJ is going to tell you the 60 reasons why it's bullshit, and I understand. I don't disagree with him. But you're not going to get that out of this. Instead, people are going to be cheering for gender, and it's going to be awkward and whatever. Or more, more likely they're cheering for Rusev or, or whoever right, else. Whatever, right, whatever ends up happening. Um, also, now that we're on the topic of 
and one of the greatest performers in our generation, Roman Reigns. Who had the best match on Raw this week? Ah, ah, I'm so glad that you asked. Because Roman I, didn't have a match. No, so no, obviously. no. And honestly, because I was now, I, this was the first time ever this week that I actually watched Raw thinking about this question. Okay. There were a lot of good matches on Raw. There were very good matches on Raw. That's the first thing yep. I want to say. There were a lot of good matches on Raw this week. And it is very difficult for me to differentiate, like, who had the best match on Raw this week because I, I, this is back-to-back weeks that we've done this. You know what I'm in favor of? Because, you know, unlike AJ, who only cares about the way the, the personalities <laughs> and talking on the mic, I watch these shows for the matches and to see these performers' athletic ability. And the last two weeks of pro wrestling shows have involved very good wrestling. Um, multiple really good matches. So I considered this, right, like as I was watching the show. And honest to God, I think the Ember Moon match to me was the best match of the night. It was very good. It was it very was, good. That is not really my vote. I, I was going to say, I don't think I'm voting for it, but it was a, it was a very good match. No one's Fantastic uh, match. I, for for me, it's Owens and Rollins. It was a good match that as well. That is my pick as well. I was a I absolutely considered that. And I'm fine with either one. Well, and it's two to one, so so, so th- it doesn't matter. But I'm telling you, that Ember Moon match was really good, dude. Yeah, that it, was a really good match. You know what's going to be great? She's doing the Eclipse off the top of the ladder. Oh, she she, she did it. She well, she did it on the indie scene. She's definitely doing it in WWE. Yeah, yeah she's definitely doing that, and that'll be great. Um, uh, real quick before we wrap up the first segment, uh, my son would like to announce uh, publicly he has, for the first time in his life, a favorite professional wrestler. My three-year-old son has spent the last couple of weeks we've been watching together, and he identified for the first time. as like a wrestler came on the screen, and he identified him as soon as he came on the screen. And th- this is now the phase that he's in. He's decided that Manny Machado is his favorite Oriole, although we went to David Hess's Ooh, first that, that's start. That's awkward. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable <laughs> when he's gone. I agree. Uh, but he's getting favorites now. Right. Like he's getting yes. favorites. Braun Strowman is his favorite professional wrestler. To which I said, boy, good choice. Get these Solid hands. decision. <laughs> I'm all on board. Maybe you'll be his what tag team idiot. partner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, my son would like to announce that publicly. If you have any further questions, direct them to me. Uh, we will not be making the boy available for interviews. Uh, will he break Nicholas's record? I, I, I think it's a wise – look, I, in fact, unlike Nicholas's a-hole parents – You'll let him. I'll let him out of school in order to go defend the tag team titles with Braun for the next few years. What idiot parrots Nicholas has! Your son's the tag team champion, and you're like, you got to go to arithmetic, dumbass. He's the tag team champion. (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? Going to how much money he's gonna? How much money he's gonna make as a tag team champ? Correct. Merch sales through the roof. These idiot. Yeah, you're gonna learn way more about math. Being a part of that, then you What's are going 10% to match. What's of five thousand shirts Jesus. sold? What, a, what dumbass is Nicholas's parents? Calculus didn't teach me shit. Right. about how to pay my taxes. Correct. Nothing. I don't remember it. You know what's so then funny? Then again, if he's taking calculus when he's ten, maybe he should just focus on the uh, academic yeah, but, side. Remember, remember, do you remember any of the differences between like algebra one, algebra two, trig? Do you remember no. any of the differences between any of those class? No, of course you don't, because they were worthless. Nicholas's yeah, parents, like geometry. Who correct. The fuck? I don't give a fuck about how many triangles spin a square. Oh my god, when will you ever need anything like that? <laughs> Nicholas's parents, you are stupid. <laughs> oh my god. What war Nicholas' parents? Like you are the dumbest people that have ever lived. He was going to be tag team champion. 
he and was he wasn't going to be beaten either because Braun's not going to be beaten. No, <laughs> Braun doesn't lose. And he, he would have had to do shit. Correct. He could have. Oh my god, he was never going to get hurt. No, he, he was never getting hurt. He'd be the healthiest pro wrestler of all time. No, no one. They're not even doing the. I'm pulling you off the apron because you're never going to try to no, get tagged in. No, he's, there's no CTE issues here. Jesus Christ, we got to get Nicholas's parents on the show. They are <laughs> stupid. They are stupid, stupid people. And I want to say, as the parent of someone who's Braun Strowman is their favorite professional wrestler, I will not make the mistakes that Nicholas's parents made. If Braun chooses my son to be his tag team partner moving forward, I'll let him raise him, frankly. He's going to do a better job than I would. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's I'll not let, debatable. I'll let Ron, Braun raise my son moving forward if they want to be tag team partners. All right, when we come back in, uh, big news in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, hold on. We did it before. So now officially Roman Reigns oh. is 7, 11, and 1. Very good. I, I, they have wonderful Slurpees. Um, when we come back in, all in is all out of tickets. Ah, I worked all week Boom. on it. Boom. All week, and I remember to do it. Anyway, we'll come back in and talk about what does that mean for pro wrestling? I I don't know. And I, we're going to have an entire conversation it about it. It means nothing. Well, we'll find that. Way to blow this before the break, a-hole. This is why you're the football player and I'm the radio No, pro. dummy. I'm giving them the lead to come back after commercial. Oh, okay. Well, that was – all right, anyway, never mind. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's – The main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Respect. It's more than a word. In the U.S. Army, it is one of our core values, earned through selfless service to our nation and making a difference both at home and abroad. On the Army team, respect is earned daily. And now in addition to earning respect, you may earn up to $40,000 in bonuses if you qualify. To learn more, visit GoArmy.com bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Bullet Club. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course, the main event. AJ Francis of the New York Giants. So, yeah, outside of the world of WWE, big, big news as the event that we've been talking about for a while, All In, which is coming to Chicago, uh, sold out in less than an hour. 30 minutes. Uh, Sold out completely a 10,000-seat arena outside of Chicago. Um, There were rumors in recent weeks about perhaps CM Punk's involvement, and we still don't know if that might be a possibility. He is signing at Pro Wrestling Tees that weekend, right. which doesn't necessarily mean No, but, I, and I, but I'm not wh- – when I say re- that – He's not wrestling. He might show up. Um. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, that's probably the most likely scenario, but I guess I would say I don't know that it's impossible either. I don't know how much of an impact he had on tickets is what I'm saying. I don't know if anybody made their choice. Based on the, the and I don't think the, and I, I don't think Ray Mysterio, you know, they announced Ray Mysterio like an hour or two before tickets went on sale. They had their big press conference. They got names, but I don't know if those names fundamentally changed anything or if this was just a we're Bullet Club fans. This seems important. And we I have to go I, to support. I don't. That's the other thing that I don't know about either. I don't know that we'll ever have any of these answers. I don't no. know that we'll ever be able to say definitively. Here's the reason why they were able to sell this event out. I don't know that we'll ever know that. Oh, we know why. Why? Because it was, oh, it's probably going to be a once in a lifetime time. So, thing. so this is the this is the part that I'm trying to get back to. This to me smells like indie WrestleMania, 
So whether yes, it's once in a exactly lifetime or whether it becomes once a year. Yeah. I think this can happen. And I don't think it's crazy. And maybe I just didn't give this enough thought the first time. What they've made this into is it's not WrestleMania. They're not nearly as many people as care. And that's the, the conversation that we'll get into more. But this is indie WrestleMania, which I think is interesting because Chicago's a big market. I don't know if there is a worldwide crowd coming in for All In or if it's... There seems to be. I mean, again, I, it's not, it's not WrestleMania. There's not 80 different countries coming in, but Correct. there there are. this is a destination event. I, to some extent, yes. It's still 10,000 people. Yes. And it's still, you're coming in for this. Now, right? now let's be clear. When we say 10,000, and obviously that's less than a, some SmackDowns or Raws. Yes, correct. However, it's the first time I understand. in 25... I'm not trying, well, and I, I just, I just want to phrase this. I'm not minimizing. Yeah, the first time in 25 years that a non-WWF, non-WCW, non-WWE event... Like, ECW never could sell 10,000. Understood. 000. I'm not attempting to minimize that in any way. It's significant. But... The question becomes, is this the tide is turning and no. professional wrestlers don't need to be associated with a big company like WWE anymore? No. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll keep going anyway. Um, is it that? Is this, is this the wave of the future for no. professional wrestling? Is this now the wrestlers themselves are going to be the promoters? No. Uh, <laughs> if only AJ would tell us what he thinks. <laughs> Um, and by the way, I do agree with him for what it's worth. I, I think I think you're right. I, and I think this is I think it's eye opening. If you want this to be the wave of the future, tell them to book another show in LA two weeks later. Right. Well, and that's the thing. That's definitely the thing. This is not a oh my god, this is going to be LA is a huge market. Bullet Club Bullet Club Wrestling Federation. That, that this is not that. There is no question that this is not that. What it does become is if you do become Cody, if you do become the Young Bucks, can you start doing something like this more regularly? Can you, if you, you know, obviously, again, not every week, but every three months, if you put it in, if you put in the time and effort, and by the way, this is no. was as much marketing as anything else. This was six months ago, we hear about it. The name All In, you know, just the name makes it sound like, oh God, if you're an indie fan, well, you got to be All In or you're, you know, you're against them. They did a lot of very smart things in the marketing here. All well and good. Yes. But what they have to show for it is one event. And right. that is and I and this is where I am with AJ is that I think when it's sold out, instead of reacting to it appropriately, which is, wow, high five, that's cool. Like good for you. That's cool. We went too far. Who did? Uh the certain section of the internet went too far in the you know, this is proof that, you know, this is one event. I don't even know how much money any of these people are making. Well, I, I think the Bucks and Cody are making a decent. Assume, again, I'm we don't, not we don't, sure we don't, of that. We don't know the contracts involved. And but hypothetically, if, if we're assuming, and, and well, we may never know exactly how the business side is going down on this. But hypothetically, if, if this is like them being the promoters, them paying all of these wrestlers but, a set, then they all could be coming out with six figures out of all I, this. I just, I can't, I don't think there's even a half of a chance of that. I think that that's, there's I less than one. Dude, no. how much are the tickets? Do you, I don't know how much not, tickets actually are. Actually, not that much. That, that was one of the reasons they, is that it wasn't. Right. But, but either now, way, there, if there, they end there up getting, to, If they end were, up getting a lucrative TV or streaming deal for it, then people, maybe there's people something People were estimating that it would be... Mid six figures uh, on top profit do based you, on the show itself. Do you have any idea how much the overhead is for something like this? Oh, I, it's a lot of money. I have it's no doubt. It's insane yes. how much it costs, and you're taking all of that on yourself. There is no chance that they are netting any of them six figures off of this event. 
No, I, do, I mean, let's again. You gotta tell that. me how much the tickets are. Nobody's telling me. Uh, I mean, they were they, like they, they ranged from one hundred fifty to thirty. Like front row seats were one hundred fifty. Oh, then absolutely not. I mean, it's but it would take what it would take in order to do any bands that sell don't make a hundred thousand dollars off of concerts they do individually. Because there is so much that has to get a cut. And I get that you can say, well, they're the promoters. But the notion that means they don't have to pay the people that are working at the arena. They, there's still costs oh, yeah. that are involved that are astronomical. The but, notion, I mean, like the notion that you're still going to end up pocketing $100,000 for the night, that's crazy. Well, I'm not sure about that, but, but you also, they get some of the money from the convention that they're doing. Now that, again, all of the other things that they're right. doing, and if ultimately, after selling it out, they go back and get a TV or a streaming right. deal Plus that is lucrative. Plus merchandise, which is good. You know, the, the, these I, kind of crowds go nuts on merchandise. Yeah, I, I, would, I don't think that's going to make up the difference in that. I think that the three of them will stand to profit off of this event. And probably more than they would profit off of a lot of events. But I still think that we're being way, way, way out of line in what our expectations are. They're going to absolutely have to... There is no doubt that when they agreed to this event that costs were higher because they had to take on a certain amount of risk because this has never been done before. Right. They didn't get the most favorable deals known to man because they're doing something. It, does, it just doesn't work that way. The WWE doesn't get the most favorable deals known to man, and they're the most bankable commodity there is in professional wrestling. So there is a lot that had to come out of pocket in order to make this work. Now, maybe they have friends, right? Like maybe somebody that they know is involved with this building. This building said, we have no date. We're so empty dates-wise that we'll give you the best deal in the history of deals for you to run your event here. We're going to bring in, you know, all, whatever it is that you're doing, we're going to find the cheapest labor that we possibly can. It's not like Cody and the Bucks are going out to rig up uh, no. uh, any the ring or to rig up any of this stuff. It's not like those guys so are they doing might, they might have a local... Right. Wrestling and they, company and they might it. have gotten the best possible deal that they could have gotten, but it's still nothing would make me happier than if when they showed it. It's just like the entrance ramp is just like a Ring of Honor show, where it's just like a curtain. That would be really great. That would be really great. <laughs> I mean, it was like a, a really low end kind of. I, I think that event. Why not? You know. I mean, like, if you're there for wrestling, why does all that yeah, stuff I matter? I, I don't disagree <laughs> with you on any, on any of those things. Look, I'm I'm happy about it. I think it's cool. I think the the, the one thing that we can all agree on this is good for pro wrestling. Yes. Yes. Um, the question becomes, if you're if you're Cody and the Bucks, I think a reasonable way to respond to this is to say, we want to try it again next year. Maybe yeah. somewhere else, right? Like, maybe you go to L.A. as the first conversation was about this event. Or Philly or New York right. or wherever else you'd want to. Let's try it again next year. But if you think what's coming out of this is that they're starting a promotion and this is the new way that... Is anyone actually believing yes, that? They're, they're, they're crazy then. Yes, you're right. They're, well, it's they're not even, it's not, I don't even know that it's people predicting that as much as... It was funny how Aaron was mad on the internet about people being... Uh, Aaron was saying, I don't understand why people are trying to say that it's not real that they sold out in 30 yeah, years. Well, that, that was crazy when people were, were being like, oh, well, they didn't actually sell out because some scalpers bought tickets. Like, scalpers buy tickets every day. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, it's weird how when people on the internet are assholes about something that you really like, it really pisses you off, huh? It didn't piss me off. I just was confused why people did And yes, it's, it's weird that people, you know, I understand why they boo Roman. They don't like Roman. That's why they boo Roman. I don't understand why they, they boo this. I, it seems good for wrestling. I don't understand that. Roman Reigns is not good for wrestling is what I got for that. No, I said they don't like Roman. Therefore, they boo him. They don't like wrestlers doing well, which doesn't quite add up as much, but whatever. 
Um, I, I, I'm not. I'm yeah. not, not going to try to. I, I actually think that he has a point, and I think that you're trying to minimize it. What? No, it, wait, doesn't, wait, wait, wait. it doesn't make sense for anybody to boo Roman, and that's his point. Well, but I mean, if they Thank if they you. don't like Roman, if they don't like Roman, why does anyone? Right, get but booed? it doesn't. Again, in the, in a world where professional wrestling exists, there's nothing that's been done for anybody to not like Roman. He's right. He's right. It doesn't make sense. But th- what, they, what's, what's ever done to make anyone hate anybody? I, I agree, but this rea- if you're going to try to pretend like no. this doesn't make sense, then you're wrong. This doesn't make sense. All, all, Nothing all, that the WWE all, has All done. I'm saying is this goes here, – here's the difference. This goes against their interests. Their interest in, in booing Roman Reigns is they want to get rid of Roman Reigns. Whether they're right, right or wrong in it doesn't matter. That's what they want. They want to get rid of Roman Reigns. Right. So it makes sense for them to boo but, that. But you're, are you pretending like there might be a world where they people don't want All In to succeed? They're allowed I, I, to feel that way then. But I, I don't understand. Like, that does that seems to go against a wrestling you, fan's interest. You can this time just admit that AJ had a point. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. What's, what's the interest in... In wrestling not succeeding. They're big WWE fans. They don't like it when somebody is competing against WWE. Whatever reason they have. The same nonsensical reasons why someone might not like Roman Reigns. It doesn't make sense. But they those people exist both ways. You, you can't have it one way or the other. He's got a point. Just I mean, I, just, I guess... I, all you gotta do here... Here's the thing. We I, can talk I about your point. No, no, no. Just I know, I know. So, all you have to do... No, no, hold on, no, no, Just, no, 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 no. just I guess admit here's, here's, that AJ has a point. But AJ has a point that it doesn't make sense for Roman to be booed. You're 100% right. It doesn't make sense for Roman to be booed. I feel like we've been through this for three years now of AJ <laughs> complaining about fans booing Roman Reigns. There's no question. Well, I just then, personally, if that's the case, then why did it take you 10 minutes just now to say that? I've always said that it doesn't make sense, but people do it, and they have their reasons to do it and because they don't like Roman. people have their reasons to do Which it, I, too. And I, I guess I just I haven't met someone who wants who, – they might not care about it, but I've, this is the first time I've encountered people who definitively want or want indie wrestling to fail. This is the first time I've, I've seen it. I mean, okay. That, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, well, I, I look, for what it's worth, I think there are a lot of people I, – I don't know – I'll make a comparison. I can't – it is overbearing for me to try to watch all of the WWE programming right now. I can't handle it. But yet I don't say, hey, WWE should cut back on their programming, right? Like, I've thought about that concept before. I think we've even talked about it on the yes. show. I disagree. I don't think it's good. But yet I know that me, Glenn, myself, would be happier if I only had to watch, say, three hours of yes. WWE programming a week instead of five. Because I don't have that much time in my I, life, I, given everything else going yes, on. Yes, my, my lifestyle was way better when I didn't right. have to watch SmackDown. Right. So, I, I'm different. A lot of people only give a shit about themselves. A lot of people are just self-serving, believe it or not. I know this is crazy, Aaron, but a lot of those people <laughs> boo Roman Reigns. Weird. A lot of people only give a shit about themselves. And for whatever reason, in only giving a shit about yourself... You don't want there to be another world where something is as big as WWE because I fuck you losers that are that are into the indies. Like fuck you guys. You guys are nerds. You guys suck. Those people might be a You guys are the guys that come to the show and make it miserable for everyone else. Right. We want to minimize you guys. Now, again, me, Glenn Clark, I can't I'm not going to watch all in even if it's on. I'm just not I don't have enough time. I pretend like I can watch all these shows that you want me to watch. I don't. I'm not going to start watching Ring of Honor. I'm not going to start watching. It, it took me an extra year to start watching NXT. I, I, I wish I could watch 205 Live. I can't. I don't have time. I can't commit any more time. I'm not watching TNA pay-per-views. I'm not watching All In. I'm not watching any of these things. I'm not going to Ring of Honor shows anymore when they come to town and you try to get me to commit four hours a night. I'm not going. I love MCW. I just don't have time. You're, you're it, not going to the pay-per-view next month? No, and I would love to. I would love to. I just can't sit here and pretend like, well, I'm also raising two kids and trying to work 16 jobs that I have enough time to dedicate to all these things. I don't. But 
because I'm not a self-serving asshole, I'm able to say, I still want them to exist and I want them to succeed. I'm not going to watch All In, but I want it to succeed because it's good for wrestling fans for there to be competition. Hopefully, for whatever reason, it encourages WWE to raise their game. Um, to WWE's credit, they could walk in tonight and announce a huge event that night and ruin whatever hopes... In Chicago. Correct. And it would completely fuck... I mean, they would have already sold well, they, tickets. Well, they, they already sold tickets, but, so I that mean, doesn't like, matter. Any interest in streaming, any interest in, in a broadcast of All In, whatever they might do moving forward. It would fuck them. To WWE's credit, they either don't think this is significant enough for them to care, the way that once upon a time when TNA made their biggest announcement of all time and WWE said five minutes later, oh yeah, Bret Hart. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! You're doing a live on Monday night, huh? Oh, that's okay. interesting. Bret Hart, and all of a sudden TNA said, "Oh shit, there is actual poop that just came out of our pants." <laughs> wait, 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 which is weird because you know we had Dan McDevitt on a couple months ago, and he's like, "Well, they're actually paying attention more because they put NXT up against our convention, and they did the thing down in North Carolina, blowing that up." Yeah, so, and I don't know. If yeah, you know, I have, I have no. It might, it might have just been a coincidence right, or not. I can't he, speak he, to that. He does believe that, right. though, he, and, and, no, and that's yeah. fine. And, and it might be, by the way, right. it might be that they're just purposely trying to be dicks, or it might be that was the night they could get the building. That right. was when they could get the other venues, exactly. and they weren't trying to be dicks. It was just this is the way it worked out for us. Right. Sorry, like you. We'd still like to, and by the way, we'd still like to have a courteous relationship moving forward. One, we love you, but you're not important enough for us to care all that much. Right. Two, I think you need to know that you're going to have to bow down to the masters. A little <laughs> bit of a DX situation going on here. Um, all of these things being said, the WWE could walk in at any point and say, by the way, guess what we're going to do that night? CM Punk and Hulk Hogan are going to wrestle each other on a show. On the WWE uh, on the Network. On the WWE Network. And who the fuck cares about All In ever again? They could do that if they, they wanted. They, they have the check could. that they could write in order to make that happen if they so chose to make it happen. They could do that. Either they don't care enough, either they don't think it's enough of a threat, they should be bothered by it, or they're you know maybe doing a solid to the Rhodes family because Dusty's meant a lot to them over the years, but they're not bothering to get involved and try to mess with it. Whatever it is, the WWE at this point does not appear to have any interest in trying to fuck with All In. Great, great. I think it's good for pro wrestling, but not everybody gets to, has to share every opinion when it comes to pro wrestling, and some people... Are, are just going to be anti anything that doesn't isn't WWE. That's just the way that they're going to operate. They are right WWE there. fans, and they don't want anything else to succeed that isn't WWE. That's just the way that the world works. All that being said, I hope it succeeds. It, it has succeeded. I hope it forces yeah. – I hope that the WWE has to think about it in some way. The, the success of various indies got us NXT. Right. That's – I mean, the, this is what ha – competition is good. It didn't make the WWE product any different. It made them create something that could rival the indies. And we got a wonderful product that we love out of the success of the indies. May All In be what spurs something. And the WWE is forced that competition is a good thing everywhere. You want companies to have to strive to be better, offer better products, more competitive pricing, not be able to charge whatever the F they want for tickets because you have to think about how it is that you're spending your money because you might want to spend money on something else. We want all of those things. We don't want monopolies. It's not been good for the wrestling industry for WWE to just be a monopoly. We want competition. I mean, it kind of. I mean, if I'm being honest, I do want a monopoly because I don't want to have to watch anything. There more. is there is the self-serving. I do understand the self-serving <laughs> aspect of it, and I'm not. You're, I'm not wrong, AJ. I, I, like, I'm not going to pretend like if All In became a company that had a weekly show that I'd be able to watch it. I would not. But I had no problem doing that with WCW. I, I was never into WCW. It was never my thing. It doesn't bother me that I wasn't in WCW. I made my choice. Yeah, I would only watch WCW when WWE was on commercial. 
Well, it, or that eight to nine hour. That's why I. Yeah, love, that's why yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I consider myself more again, of a WCW because I always watch that on I, on challenge. If, if you're into Coke, you don't want Pepsi to go away. You want Pepsi oh, I to come. Oh, you're talking up. about the drug. Oh yeah, if you're into Coke, you're into Coke. It's a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> if you're into Coke, you don't want Pepsi to go away. You want Pepsi to push Coke to come up with new, more innovative products. Right. You want Pepsi to push Coke to make the product better, more available. And by available. the way, Pepsi's better than Coke. If you're in the other way around. If you're the other way around, like AJ, who only likes his Coke when it's in his nose, if you're like that, <laughs> allegedly, not even, um, uh, if you're like that, you want Coke to succeed and to come up with new things because it's going to push Pepsi to be better. You want competition. You always want competition. You don't have to drink Aunt Coke and Pepsi. You know how miserable I was senior week when we would go somewhere and I was down in Ocean City and I was like, hey, can I get a Coke? And they were like... You're in Ocean City. Where do you think you're getting a Coke? We're a Pepsi town. It's like, fuck my life. And then on Wednesday of Ocean City week, I showed up to eat breakfast at 4 p.m. Because, you know, that's what you that's do. That's what you do. And I walked in and I said, hey, can I get a Coke? And they said, yes. I said, oh, my God, I will never leave. This will be the place that I attend the rest of the week. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah, I, I have no idea what you're doing. But may, may this succeed. If, if, if we, if we want to go back, kind of loop this back to the very beginning, I, I think that what we can take from it is, why did this work so well? Why is this selling? Because they... Because it was one show that they've been booking for six months. Okay, the New Japan was is a you know something that only shows up once or twice a year in America. Why are they struggling right now? Why are these guys? Was, because they're they, Japanese. But most of I mean the the big names on this this show Okada, the Bullet Club. A, a lot of these guys are the guys. Rey Mysterio are the guys who would show up for a ring of honor new japan show for instance because but this time it's put together by american stars that americans know well, that, is, that is true okay but but like like, like ring of honor so let, let's say the the ring of honor new japan shows that's being put on by ring of honor an american company with the same stars with cody with the young bucks and everything yeah with, and guess what how many other shows does ring of honor and have? that and that is the difference the difference is if you don't go to this show you're not getting to go to another show and that's why you can't really judge the success of this fairly. Because if they announced 12 all-in shows, one a month right, in various not. cities, they would not be selling 10,000 right. tickets to any of them. I don't know if that's true. I think that if they did this smart enough, they could do a show in Chicago, a show in New York, a show in LA, not, a show in it, Dallas. It's not every 12 months. If they do it every three months, maybe they could. Maybe. maybe I, Selling 10,000 tickets every three months is going to be tough. No, probably not 10,000, but they could but get a good number. They could do, not, uh, to be honest with you, I really don't know if that's – like they could definitely sell 10,000 tickets every three to four months. 10,000 tickets is – like the biggest show that Ring of Honor ever did in their history of the company is 6,000. But it's the, you're 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 missing the point. No, no, no. If I they do a sh if you do a show every three to four months, you only have three or four shows a year. Right. I understand. If you're saying that you could you do this three times a year, yeah, maybe you could do it three times a year. If you separated it out, and I still don't could know if it in different markets. Right. And, 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 and it would all have to be big markets. Like I don't know if they could do it in Dallas. Maybe they could, but what? I don't know. Why not? That's, because yeah, it's not a, a, that's huge, a huge market. It's a huge. It's, a huge, it's not a huge market. wrestling, wrestling market. Uh, Texas has always had good wrestling crowds. I mean, I. I I don't know. I can't give you a definitive answer. And it, it's not can. Chicago, Philly. My point but, is it's but, not But that. I, maybe you could. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm smart enough to say I don't know. But What is the point? Hold on, Aaron. I need Aaron to clarify the yeah. point he made because the first three places I said were Chicago, New York, right. and Well, No, but then I'm saying that you'd have to be so very careful. So I need careful. you to clarify the point that you're trying to make. That, that, that I don't think that necessarily a Dallas, a San Francisco, a, you know, all I of the... I didn't say San Francisco. Well, I'm, you, you, said you said Dallas. I'm pointing at right. Dallas specifically. I don't know that they okay. could sell it in Dallas. I 
what about the know. other markets that I said? That yes, just and, and that's what I just better. said. I agree. I'm not. I specifically said I don't know if you could do it in every market. I don't know. You mentioned Dallas, so I pointed out Dallas. That's what I was saying. I was saying in big wrestling markets, especially big indie wrestling markets, you can. I don't know if you can do it over more than five or six cities in the country. Literally, you just basically took the point that I made. And then just try to make it your own point by saying the same thing that I was already saying. <laughs> All right, let's get a break. We'll come back in. You're just, you're just the most annoying person. You said Dallas. I disagreed with Dallas. That's what I'm saying. I mean, just, you're just the most. This is really person. what we're doing. I, I don't. I don't really know why. Like, I, I I can't even believe. My God, what just happened? We have a lot, Well, dude, you're just equally as guilty. I mean, like, he is right about what just happened. You really just fought about the fact that he included Dallas. Like, who knows? Well, I, I'm saying you, you don't even know well enough to know if he's wrong. Come on, I, I, man. Like, you're just. You're, you're the what? worst. You are d- being the worst right there. You <laughs> are. You just don't, you're not willing to recognize it. I, it I, was a rough segment for you. You, you, be, you. you weren't willing to admit that he had a point, that he was right about the point that he made. I just, and then you wanted like to I fight said, him I, because I he included in, Dallas whatever. on his list. Anyways, go ahead. Nobody said Grand Rapids. That's right. Nobody said Sheboygan. <laughs> Nobody said you were selling 10,000 tickets in Spokane. He said Dallas. And you might very well be able to sell 10,000 tickets in Dallas. I don't know. But you wanted to fight about that for some reason. What's going I, on with you? Let's talk. Let's just talk. Yeah, you What's know. I, I, I had to fight. I got problems at work, problems yeah. live. You know, yeah. I just, I just want to fight. I get need, This is why I want to do this show is I like need, to fight. Somebody get Aaron a drink. Somebody get Aaron a drink. As you know me, I'm a reasonable guy. Make sure you give him one drink. <laughs> right, right, because he can't finish it. That's a great point. All right, when we come back in, Kimberly is going to join us. She is awesome. We'll talk to her about... Um, you know her stint in WWE, and now uh, what she's what she's doing coming out of that, including an appearance at Defy next month. I'm Glenn. He's the worst, and he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is jobbing out. Arena football is back in Charm City. The Baltimore Brigade, presented by MedStar Health, return for another season of football action at Royal Farms Arena. Tickets start as low as $14, and they're available at BaltimoreBrigade.com or by calling 667-930-0200. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis of the New York Giants. Well, our next guest has done just about everything there is to do in professional wrestling, and I'm sure she's still not even really started yet. That's the amazing thing about everything she's accomplished. Uh, you know how much we love Defy Wrestling, and we still have a ton of listeners in the Pacific Northwest from AJ's days with the Seattle Seahawks. She will be at Defy Requiem in Seattle on June 9th. She is the great Kimber Lee, and she joins us here on Jobbing Out. Kimber, it's so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking some time for us. Hey, it's good to be here. Hey, I, seriously, when I say you've done everything, like, I mean that. <laughs> you've done everything. Like, what could possibly... Women's titles, world yeah, titles, correct. tag titles, like, everything. What, what could possibly <laughs> still be on the list for you at this point? Like, I feel like if, if and I know you got, you're got you way too young to even be thinking this way, but like, if this was just it, like, I think everybody else would be like, damn, that was a hell of a career. Like, what in the world could you still accomplish right now? Hey, you know, like, part of the reason any of us start wrestling when we do is because we love it and we want to have fun with it. So for me, a lot of it is just getting to travel and keep having fun and like you mentioned i'm gonna be at defy in seattle and i've never wrestled in seattle so there's 
something I haven't done. And that's a big deal, obviously, <laughs> because you were born in Seattle. This is like you, yeah. this is your first opportunity to come home. I'm sure you've gotten a sense of like what Defy is doing and just how effing uh-huh. crazy it is. Like how cool is this for you? Not just to be wrestling in Seattle, but like for a promotion that is just kicking so much insane amounts of ass right now. Yeah, I'm super excited to be a part of it for sure. Um, I've definitely checked out what's been going on there. So um, June 9th is quickly approaching, and I'm excited for sure. That's awesome. And, and it's been a really – think... Go ahead, AJ. You can go there. Okay, cool. <laughs> I need to know. Off, off, off bucks, I need to know. Who was the genius that came up with the idea – well, your first name to be Kimber and your last name to be Lee. Now, I, know your, I know your real name is Kimberly, so obviously there's a connection there. But who was the genius that came up with that concept? You know, not many people have actually asked that question, and it was actually Sammy Callahan, believe it or not. Really? Uh, it was. Uh, he was one of the first people when I started training who um, influenced me when I was beginning and helped me like find some of the first places I worked, and I remember it came time for me to, I think, manage for the first time at CZW, and I didn't really have a name yet, and Sammy said that was going to be my name, and I went, okay, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, right. but did you, think, did you think at all, like, okay, but really, like, Kimberly, really? Like, did you have any thought where you're like, I don't, I don't know? <laughs> I did a little bit, but, I mean, I just ran with it, and... <laughs> Yeah, and look at where it's gotten yeah. you. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Clearly, it worked. Uh, it did. <laughs> obviously, you're excited about going uh, home to Seattle wrestle, but it's been a really exciting few months for you. You've been popping back up uh, at some of your old places like Shakara. You've been uh, showed up at Beyond. You've been all over uh, the country showing up at indie events. What have these past few months been like for you? Uh, just that a, kind of a whirlwind because I've been sort of everywhere really, really fast, and um, you know that comes from the last year not really moving outside of a particular bubble so much so it's been kind of crazy but awesome at the same time because it's kind of like just coming home to a family that I've missed for a little while um you know everybody else welcomed me back with open arms beyond Chikara you know places that I called home and it's been great to see everybody and I'm having a lot of fun doing it and getting to travel everywhere Kimberly is with us. She will be at Defy Requiem on Saturday, June 9th. Go to DefyWrestling.com right now in order to get your tickets. What a night it's going to be. A pretty loaded card, by the way. Shane Strickland, MVP, Brody King. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a night to be at Defy on June 9th. All right, let's let's deal with the elephant in the room, obviously. <laughs> Look, I, I don't know what it's like to, to have the highs of getting the opportunity that I'm sure you were waiting for to get the call from WWE to go there to succeed in the May Young Classic and to be part of what is you know was a really special special moment for women's wrestling to come out of it with a character everything I don't know if you say honestly I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to love it and so I don't mind the fact that it didn't that it ended the way that it did or if it bugs you but what was the experience like and what did you take from that experience that maybe makes Kimberly different than you were before you had it um, yeah, I'll just touch on this briefly, but you know, uh, the last year, um, was just also a great experience and something I would never, I would never change for anything. Um, I got to be a part of things that, 
no one can take away from me. Like, and it was another first. I got to be a part of the first May Young Classic, and um, that's awesome. And some of the people I got to train with and learn from, being a part of PC for the last year, um, I never would have gotten the opportunity to work with in my wrestling career had I not been there. And so, you know, I take away from it a lot, and I learned a lot, and I can even, I know even in my wrestling, my ability has changed, and all of that comes from getting to be a part of that place for the time that I did, and um, I look at everything as a positive. I look at, um, I look at it as no door is ever truly closed either. Uh, Everybody's path is different in this world, and mine's just go in a different direction for right now we'll see where i end up because i'm certainly not done <laughs> i can think that you know it's it's it's, it's funny Rob, the may young classic because i was i live in orlando in the off season and i was actually at the may young classic and it was incredible <coughs> I, could you describe like what it was like to watch those matches like from behind the curtain when you were back there seeing all these other women giving everything that they had and and because me i was those were two days were two days that I'll never like, I will never forget. It was incredible how many great female matches there were back to Mm -hmm. back to back to back. Yeah. Um, it it was definitely hectic and chaotic. So what I did, (laughs) I got to watch some matches, but some, for a lot of it, I was running around like crazy too. But, um, one match in particular, I remember because I was actually, um, on deck, so I was uh, like right behind the curtain. Was uh, when Zaya Lee had her match. She was um, the girl from China, and it was actually yeah. her first match ever. Like, and she wrestled Mercedes Martinez. And I remember it was just such a crazy, cool moment to get her to get to see her have her first match. And she's somebody who um, I was signed with, and so getting to see her go from zero to that point was really awesome and then her getting to wrestle somebody like mercedes who in my opinion is one of the greatest of all time yes that was super probably one of the matches that sticks out in my head the most you know now that we're almost a year removed from uh the may young classic how have you how has it changed things for you personally and then obviously how has it changed things for uh women's wrestling what's the tangible uh, effect of it have you seen um it just you know, it's another platform. It's more exposure. It's more places for women's wrestling to be, and that's never going to be a bad thing. Um, it's more opportunity for all of us. I mean, how can you complain about that? Seriously, Jesus, no doubt about that. Kimberly is <laughs> with us here on Jobbing Out. All right, so um, Keith Lee, I assume he's your is your cousin, or how <laughs> the two of you have to be related in some way, right? Uh, twins. They're twins, twins, right? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I should have guessed that. that first. Beyond up. wrestling, not even kidding. Beyond wrestling, there was a twin fight. I, was, I, I remember this. I remember this moment where the internet is just freaking out about, <laughs> wait till you see what Keith Lee did to Kimberly. And I'm like, holy hell. Um, when that was being discussed... Like, when y'all were talking, like, did you have a moment where you were like, okay, I'm, like, cool with wrestling dudes and the whole thing, but, like, look at you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, can you take me through that whole thing, how that uh, just came about, and, like, how much pride you have that you've been able to show what you can do, not just, like, with, again, it's one thing to wrestle dudes. A a lot of girls have wrestled dudes. In the indies, it happens all the time. But this is Keith Lee that we're talking about. He's a horse. (laughs) Uh, I mean... 
I don't know. For me, I just always look at it as another opponent. Like some people are always so shocked by it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's just kind of always how I've treated wrestling is that I'm just as good as the boys and I'm going to do the same thing with them. So I don't know. I was really excited for that match. Um, I actually asked Drew for it for a while, so really? I was excited when it finally happened. Yeah, you you wanted you you wanted Keith Lee. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. God, that's so cool. And as, yeah, it, it and as it turns out, you were twins. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Well, yeah, we are. Well, that's obviously why she wanted to fight him so much. So much twins. <laughs> right. You got you got to you got to prove that. <laughs> Plus, of course, after you wrestle someone named Blaster McMassive, what's Keith Lee? Yeah, that's a good point. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kimber, has there ever been an idea that you've, like, turned down? Have you ever – is there anything? Given what you've done, is there ever been anything that somebody's floated by you that you're like, I don't know about that one? Uh, I mean, not, like, anything, like, massively, like – would alter like the way things have went that I can think of, but um, I mean, I, I've definitely at times been like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that, or just because you got to protect yourself if you don't feel comfortable with anything. But I, I get that. nothing like major I can think of. No, you know, we touched on it at the beginning of the interview here that you know you've done so much, especially in Shikara, which is the company you're really most associated with at this point. You've done everything there, including becoming the Shikara Grand Champion. What What's your goals as you uh, head back there now? Um, I mean, you know, it would obviously be great to be Grand Champion again. Um, I've never been. Uh, tag champion there so you know there's still other things to do um if i could find a partner you know you never know um i imagine you probably could imagine that wouldn't be too difficult you mentioned uh being you want to be a tag team champion in shikara um why do you think with all the great women wrestlers in the world why are there so many promotions that don't have a women's tag team division you know i don't know like i feel like it is something that should be pushed a little more than it is. I mean, uh, Shimmer usually does a pretty good job of having a pretty solid women's tag division. Um, yep. And so does WSU, uh, both places, and Shine did for a while. But it's kind of one of those things that I feel like has, like, an ebb and flow, and there's times where there's a lot of women's tag, and there's times when there's not really any at all. And I feel like we're kind of in the not really any at all phase right now, um, which means we're probably about to get a lot of it. So. That's exciting. <laughs> no doubt about that. It is really, really exciting. Uh-huh. Hey, I, just in general, this time right now for independent wrestling, I think everybody knows about what's going on out in Chicago, and we were talking about it in the beginning of the show, all in, selling out. But just being a part of this thing again, how how special? I mean, it, it feels like it's truly the golden age of independent wrestling right now. Oh, it really is. Like, it, like I said, it's my path is just, diverted a little bit but it's still its own crazy wonderful world and i'm happy to be a part of it and it really is my home it's where i started my roots and so i'm happy to be back (laughs) that's awesome it's awesome now that this next chapter is starting and you if i said you can wrestle anybody anywhere on this crazy independent scene right now what what's the match that you want Oh, God. <laughs> See, I'm never ready for this question ever. You'd think I would be. Uh, 
you know, a match I've been thinking about is the Jazzy Gabbert rematch. Ooh. So we'll go with that. I think <laughs> everyone on the planet is in favor, just for yeah. the record. Yeah, I think we're all in on that. All right, she is Kimberly again. She will be at Defy on Saturday, June 9th in Seattle. DefyWrestling.com is how you get your tickets. Uh, Kim, what can we promote for you? Uh, uh, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? What do we need to plug? Um, you can always keep track of what I'm doing on my Twitter and Instagram. Both have the handle at Kimber underscore L-E-E nine zero. Um, and I update where I'm going to be next and just kind of random thoughts throughout my day. So uh, enjoy if you well, go follow me. Okay, we do need to address one thing before we let you go. It's the fact that when I search Kimberly Twitter on Google, um, yours is not the first one that comes up. It's another Kimberly that comes up. Has that ever created any awkwardness when somebody thinks they're talking to one Kimberly and it turns out they're not talking to a porn star, they're talking to a pro wrestler? Uh, it has not happened. Okay. But, um, that was discovered later down the line. Uh, if, if it helps at all, I am the one with the blue check mark. So. Hey, uh, Kim, uh, Kim uh, seriously, we're huge fans. We really appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait to see you out at Defy and would love to do this again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Great stuff. Appreciate uh, Kimber hopping on with us. She was awesome, and she kicks ass. And I, I, I think she said everything that was right to say. I don't think there's any world in which Kimber couldn't go back to WWE at some point. Um, why it didn't work out this time, I don't know, particularly considering they needed more women on NXT. And right. She I, seemed like someone who was definitely getting a push out of yeah, it. You know, like, I, I, after this, sec- this segment, we thought, okay, Kimberly was going to be the head of the new no wave. No doubt. No doubt. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. All right. Um, we're going to get into the quick count. Before we do the quick count, though, AJ, you were not part of our, seg- our final segment last week, and we realized, uh-huh. we realized very quickly that that was a mistake because – when we got I'm into the, the token black guy. Right, correct. Yes. That's the only reason why you're here. Everybody knows that. Um, in fact, you're my only black friend. Uh, <laughs> I'm only here from affirmative action. <laughs> correct. Um, in fact, by the way, I heard a rumor that you were trying to throw a barbecue, and I'm going to make sure that I put an end to that because that's completely inappropriate. You're, 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 you're the WWE <laughs> in this case. You're that down. Hold on. Speaking of shitty barbecues, when's yours? Uh, July 7th. Oh, if you think my barbecue is shitty, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're an asshole. I might not, you know, have the. Yeah, I might no, not have. Yours is actually a really fun. I wish a... I could go, but I'll be in Greece. Oh well, that sucks. That sucks. Uh, it's a great day. I will not try to pretend like the barbecue part is as good as a black barbecue. I would never attempt to pretend like that. <laughs> but mostly because of the size. First of all, there's no such thing as a black barbecue. They're called cookouts. Cookouts. Come I'm on, so, dude. thank you, thank you. Very good point. But, Very but good point. Will there be raisins in the potato salad? No, there will be no raisins not. in the potato salad. Um, my point is that the sides really are the difference maker. Like, I can make a pig, and it'll be as good of a pig as you'll have anywhere, right? Like, oh, when I roast a pig, you're not going to walk out of there saying, I would have rather a black man cook my pig. Although, they do make good pigs. Um, we do specialize in the pork. It is true. What I'm saying is the difference, the, between, but the difference between my event and a cookout is the sides are far better. Like, it's just not comparable. I don't believe that's true, White, but okay. No, no, no. Yours, at a black cookout, the sides are way better. They're way better. Yes. My, white people oh, okay. don't know how yeah. to make sides. We just go get like a bowl of fruit and we say, here, this is our side. And chips. Right. And and 20. And look, I like chips. Nobody's complaining about chips, but that's what we do. We bring and dry ass macaroni. Yes. Dry fucking macaroni. We do that all the goddamn time. Oh, oh, oh. That's what we do. Here, here's some chicken salad. 
Nobody wanted your uh, chicken salad. Yeah, right. So where's uh, the where's the baked beans? Where's exactly the right. Eggs, that's the biggest man? difference. Where's the mashed potatoes? The biggest difference. Where's the sweet potato casserole, man? We got. You know what I'm saying? We need yams. We the, need all that. I've tried to explain this before. I, I've gotten into le- legitimate drag-out fights about what's better, Thanksgiving leftovers or cookout leftovers. Because I stand by, it's cookout I leftovers. Agree. It I is, agree. I would rather have... I walk in, and the next day, and there's a big old bag of sausages that I grilled up that nobody ever got to, and I'm like... And then I look over here and look. There's leftover mac and cheese. There's six different types of leftover mac and well, cheese. Well, and that, as you said, it depends on how many, you know, what oh. type of size he got. Yeah, yeah, it's better. All right, uh, but we had our conversation last week about some comments that Booker T made, where Booker T said we shouldn't blackball Hulk Hogan. We should welcome him back because you know, rap music uses that word a lot. So why shouldn't Hulk Hogan be allowed to use that word until? First of all, Booker T is an idiot. Yeah. That is not, first of all, I agree that Hulk Hogan should be back in WWE, mainly because I'm not going to sit here and pretend he's the only white guy that worked for WWE that ever said nigga. Fair. Also fair. Vince McMahon said nigga on, on TV. On television. That is correct. Now, th- it was the character. It was Mr. McMahon who said it. It wasn't. It don't make a damn bit of like, difference. Don't forget. Who's a white man. In the video, this was Terry, I believe, who said the word, not Hulk Hogan. It was who the man. We all know has a right. The man with the smaller penis. And it, said it, it was an A versus an ER. Yeah, there is that too. Yeah, like, first of all, that's the dumbest reason ever. Like, uh, I hate when people say rap music or blah, 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 blah. All of that is dumb. Uh, that doesn't. That has nothing to do with the point that you're trying to make. Do, is Booker T an idiot for saying that? Yes. Is he trying to appease certain people back home in Texas? Probably. But where where I'm from, that don't make a damn bit of difference. I can say nigga, nigga. If I, I, I look here, look here. I'm gonna say nigga three times right now. Whoa, nigga, nigga, nigga. Oh right? God! Slap the. Uh, I say it in my music all the time. If one of you cocksuckers said it, I'll slap the skin off your face. Now, now, what if there was context? Like, what if I just said, on my wrestling podcast this week, my friend AJ just said the word three times, and I actually said the word. Um, uh, you be- I hope you said that, so- that the context of that sentence to someone that wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely not do that. Um, yeah, but that, but, that, but Booker's, Booker's dumb for that. Booker is doing the most and he's uh just like oh just like uh kanye just like kanye said oh he he supports trump because he's not mono he doesn't believe in monolithic thought this doesn't and then mean tr- anything and then, and then trump yesterday says that uh undocumented immigrants yeah, are, are animals, animals and right. not humans right oh yeah well i guess that's not monolithic thought right right nailed that one my dude um no i hear you man and, th- and like look we did both say that last week that it's that booker's dumb um, but at the same point, you know, I, I, I am with you that I ultimately think that at some point Hulk Hogan should be allowed back. Now, that being said, I don't I don't think they should have just trotted Hulk Hogan out the week after this happened. I do think that they needed to say, look, we got to step in and say this is maybe you're not a racist. Maybe you aren't. But this is a pretty strong piece of evidence that says you might be. The problem isn't as much the word. It's the concept of racism. If you're a racist, we can't have you working and representing our company. It's, is it possible in your mind that Hulk I've Hogan... I've heard the argument... I've heard somebody say an argument that Hulk Hogan should be allowed to say nigga because all he wears is Jordans. <laughs> Which is true. If you follow Hulk Hogan on this on social media, he got so many fucking J's, it's ridiculous. That's really funny. I did not know that. I had no idea. That's really funny. 
Um, look, is do you think it's possible, AJ, for someone to use that word and also not actually be a racist? Yes, for okay. sure. But I also think that uh, you can use that word and be a complete asshole because the way you're trying to use it oh, un- is unquestionably. Well, the way he said it was right. unquestionably racist. Correct. It Correct. was he does not want those people to date his daughter because he doesn't like those people. Right. So WWE yep. needed to figure Super out racist. needed to figure out if Hulk Hogan was a racist or not. And if that's and and Hulk Hogan needed to, to try to go out of his way to not be a racist, not to I prove. I think Booker T's still trying to cover up for the fact that he told Hulk Hogan he was coming after him, nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that might have something to do with it. Um, he, there, I mean, and and he went on to say that you know he's inclined to defend him because Hulk Hogan did a lot for him in his career and then, in WCW, right, and, so and he's looking for reasons. This to is defend the him. the evidence that stacks up about whether or not Hulk Hogan is a racist. Again, yes. I don't I don't know if Hulk Hogan is a racist or not. I know absolutely one hundred percent the way that he used that word that time was pure racist. Yes, but yep, but. Can people make mistakes? Yes, they can. There's no Hulk Hogan deserved a free pass. There's no Hulk Hogan should have just been, oh, it's Hulk Hogan, forget about No. He needed to, 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 to go through the, what he's gone through. Has enough time gone by at this point that I feel like you could have Hulk Hogan come back and be involved in some way? Yeah, I do. I do think you could feel that way. And you would risk alienating a part of your audience, absolutely, but I but think it's like the Saudi Arabia thing. If the money ends up working out, then right. I, I think that's that enough time has passed that they can do that and go that route. All right, let's get into this week's quick count. Um, I, all right, you want to talk about the UK tournament? Well, I, I, I was going to jump to the TV thing. Do we want to do the UK tournament first? I do want to do the UK tournament. All right, first. Let, let's talk about the UK tournament. So the UK tournament is happening again. It's going to be a basically a number one contenders tournament for. The UK title. That was going to be my first question. Yes, it, it is. Uh, Pete Dunne is not involved in the tournament itself. It's the winner gets to face Pete Dunne. Um, we've, we, it's going to be a 16-person tournament, just like last time. And they've announced the first eight, which includes some new names, uh, including El Ligero. We saw him uh, back in Orlando last year. Joe Coffey, Zach Gibson, Dave Mastiff. Uh, we saw Flash Morgan Webster and Kenny Williams show up on 205 Live this past week. And WWE really seems to be, again, ramping up because they're signing these guys to contracts saying they can't work anywhere else that's streaming in UK as they do this. They're making them, you know, you can work the indie dates, but you can't work anything that has any sort of TV. So that'll include ITV, that includes World of Sports, uh, some of these other companies that are trying to get a foothold in the UK. WWE is putting their foot down and trying to sign some of the top talent. They better have a goddamn show. Well, and then the question is, okay, since they are doing this, does that mean that they're actually having a show? Could you effing imagine telling these guys they can't do that shit and then not having a show to come out of that with? To say, well, one well, of the show would be NXT. But, I mean, like, are they going to put all of them on NXT? No. Okay. Just so, like just like they didn't put all the May Young Classic the way, girls to, on NXT. But most of them weren't signed to contracts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they, like they, these, these are, WWE has signed, including Tony Storm, by the way, signed to a well, WWE deal. Yeah, she should be. Um, what about now? Did, now does, she, does she have a different deal than her ass, or like, do, do they both go? It do, I, I don't see her ass listed. I only see okay. Tony Storm. That's a so. mistake. They better, they better look into signing her ass. Yeah. So God, that's God. You really got to think about the fact that people actually hear this show. I mean, because it's a weapon that she uses as a fighter, not because of any sexual. It's glorious. Sort of yeah. Right. Um, yeah. They, I mean, if you're telling all these people they have to, they, you better have some plan. You better have something beyond just well, we'll maybe use some of you in NXT somehow. Like that. That's not good enough. Um, that's bad. 
That's like what they would do in American Idol. Like even if you're on American Idol for like a minute, like even if you like tried out, you can't. You were like locked in. Really? You couldn't go get a record deal with somebody else. If you were like the first person kicked off the show, you were locked in, man. Mm. You were screwed. And they might not even want you. Like that's the effed up part. They might not even want to deal with you. They might want to just say, eh, forget it, but you can't go have a music career otherwise once you appeared on American Idol. It was a huge problem. Um I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I, I, they have to have a show. Yeah. Plain and simple. They have to have right. a show. They effed this up the last time by not having a show coming out of it. They got talent, talent's great. And the, the matches. And I guess the question been, is, why do they care so much about world of sports, about ITV, if they don't have the show coming? I, I, I'd have to hope. I'd have to hope that's what the deal is. Um, when is that? When does it start? Uh, I don't know exactly the date uh, when it starts. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, so there's that. The next, I want to go to Enzo next. Okay. Uh, Enzo has been cleared. The charges have been dropped. Insufficient well, evidence. Not, not necessarily. Right. Yeah, we, I, no, just, I just I want to make that clear. I, again, to make this very clear, he was not found not guilty right. because there was no trial. The charges were dropped, which that's what cleared means. Okay, well, I mean, some people are saying, oh, well, clearly he didn't do it because the charges were dropped. I just want to make sure everyone listening understands what this means. Okay, go ahead. You sound like a dumb guy. No, right no, 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 no. I've you seen this like, a lot on Twitter. People no, no. are, he didn't do I, it. D- d- dumb people do this bit where they think that they know more than somebody else. No, I've seen it enough on Twitter. If there's one in, person who believes this, I just want to legally, make this clear. Legally, he didn't do it. Right. You have no idea more than anybody else what anybody did. Uh, ben, I'm saying so that this... So it's not something that needs to be brought up. And this is... I'm not... This isn't a fight that I'm having with you. I'm having this with everybody. When we do this bit, right, where we're like, well, that doesn't mean he wasn't guilty. It doesn't mean anything. At, at this point, I'm as guilty as Enzo Amore is of anything. Right. It, saying that doesn't accomplish anything. In the eyes of the law... Correct. He did nothing. Correct. At all. Correct. That's what matters. Correct. And it's the only thing that matters. Correct. And it's very important because we still do this thing, and I get it. There's plenty of cases where there's an abundance of evidence of things. Or Jay Simpson. Or whatever you yes. want to point out. And there's an abundance of evidence of things, but we for some reason feel the need to say, well, this doesn't mean anything. In the eyes of the law, it does. It's the only thing that matters. Now, in the context of WWE, you want to ask this question. The question becomes, you're the WWE. You thought so highly of Enzo that you literally built an entire television program around him. That's how much you thought of Enzo. Is there a world where you can go back down that road? Yeah, 2020. That probably what it has to be. I'll say it was interesting. I mean, to my knowledge... He's the first person to be, just be fired right away, pretty much. When, again, when we talked about it. The thing was, he was fired because he was an asshole and didn't tell them that he was under investigation. Right. Well, and, but he's denying that now, by the way. In his statement, he is saying that is not what <laughs> happened. I did not know about it until it started coming out on social media. That the, 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 his lawyer and you know his lawyer crafted a statement. He posted it on social media, and that's what it says: is I knew nothing about this until this all came out. And once I heard about it, I then contacted everybody. So. If we're inclined to believe that, then no, that's not why WWE fired him. I mean, that is why WWE fired him. Now, then he's lying. Then he's lying. They might not. No, no, no. They can think that he hit it the whole time and that not be true. Okay. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Um, Look, if, if he did, it's a far more difficult thing for them to do. If, if he's telling the truth, and they screwed up, right? Like, they thought that he knew something and he didn't and all that. Then they probably were a little bit 
quick to fight. Well, it's I don't know. But the thing is, they. But the thing is, that wasn't like the first time he had done some shit. There. Well, and that's the thing is why I'm wondering, you know, how inclined they would be. Is it, it was this just the last draw, and they were already kind of getting fed up with him? Obviously, they were pushing him hard. Yeah, he was the champion, but at the same time, as you said, there was a lot of things made it sound like he wasn't all that well-liked by a lot of people in WWE. I mean, he, I, sure. I mean, Cena literally kicked him off. I mean, a Roman kicked him off the yes. off the bus. Yes, you know, we, we heard him basically be a douchebag to women everywhere. This wasn't the first incident where we heard him not necessarily being the nicest person to women. So my inclination is... I think that they should... I think they should just not hire him back just because... The way he got, the way he likes to get women is to tell them, look how many followers I have on Instagram. That's yeah, the yeah, that's certainly a questionable. Yes. Thing. Right. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't know the lamest that. shit I've yeah, ever right. heard in my fucking life. Yeah, you're not wrong about that. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that there's a, a a broad answer for this. And yes, I think that the gray areas that we're talking about are the ones that WWE has to figure out. Um, like, is is Enzo really worth it? Well, they thought he was worth enough that they built an entire right. program around him. They they thought he was worth something. The merch that he sold, the attention that he got, could they have the same character if they were to bring him back, right? Like, that would be the first thing they would have to ask. Would they be able to do the Enzo character again? Or would they Is have to— Is it too to, close to him being a douchebag now? You, you know? know, like, that's the thing, yeah. right? Like, they would have to think through some of those things if they were to bring him back. Does he want to go back? Does he want to go Does back? It, like, there, there was always a lot of talk that Enzo wasn't necessarily in it for the wrestling. He wanted to, he right, wanted to right. be a he star. He wanted to become famous, and he wanted to go that route. Well, you know, I, I don't know that he's famous enough that it would be... I, I, my gut is if he had an opportunity to go back, he would need to go back. Um, I, I don't know those answers. I'm only asking, could they? Is there a world where they could? And, again, I don't think there's an abundance of evidence that makes this seem... Like, they couldn't... if. The, the UFC doing this thing with Greg Hardy is a real bad look because the Greg Hardy situation is one where there is an abundance of evidence that existed that looks really bad for him, and you can't win over public opinion. You mean like Hulk Hogan? Um, it's not quite that abundant. Hulk Hogan literally <laughs> said the word on video. Greg Hardy <laughs> didn't do it on video, but Greg Hardy did a lot of other things and posted a lot of pictures, a lot of stuff that existed with the Greg Hardy situation that made it so that you couldn't get past it and for some reason the UFC is giving him a fight. Although if Greg Hardy can work for the UFC, why in the world couldn't Enzo Amore work for the WWE? I guess that's my answer. Like, there was the awkward... There was... There was some stuff that existed, but there was enough gray area. There was the video of the text that this girl was sending, you know what I mean? But, like, I don't think the public has a real feel for anything that happened here. I don't think the public feels as though they know one way or the other whether or not Enzo Amore was did something wrong that night. So because of that, I don't think that you have to that winning over public opinion is that drastic. Yes, there will always be a percentage of people that will say I believe women and women are to be believed and no matter what you think, the WWE is awful if they hire Enzo Amore. There's always going to be a percentage of people that think that way. But I think it's a very small percentage of people in in terms of what actual business the WWE is looking for. And if they think that the Enzo character could still work and could make people watch a show that nobody is watching, then I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't attempt to do it again. Is it awkward? Yeah, it's it's awkward. And I I don't know that you could just bring him back with fanfare, right? Like I, I think that would be very difficult to do, but I don't think that you couldn't possibly do it. Um, let's hit the number one, the last one before we got to get out of here. Yeah, we, we got to talk about this because I think this is, could potentially have big ramifications going forward. Uh, we've been talking, you know, on and off about these TV negotiations that are coming up, and it seems like the first domino has fallen. Uh, it sounds like NBC 
is going to pay three times as much as they are currently paying WWE to just keep Raw. They are going to let SmackDown go to the open market. They're paying a ton of money just to keep Raw. And um, their stock, the WWE stock in response jumped six points is over 50 for the first time ever. I mean... If that number's true, by the way, three well, times... Doesn't, like, all right, now, I, trust me. Uh, NBC, great company. I mean, they got a lot of great shows and channels and shit. They saved Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so God bless them. <laughs> um, they got a hell of a park down in Brooklyn. down there in Orlando. Um, why would you pay triple as much for half of the product? Because it's the product you really want. I mean, like they've had they've had that show on that network for twenty some years. Well, my, well, my, time. Time. my, th- right. my, my thing is, if you just paid them the same amount to keep one of the two shows that you're currently paying them, so and then let them take the other show to market. They're probably going to take that deal, but I think because 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 smelled, they would have asked for five times. Right, the it amount smells to me like what they read the market was that that Fox desperately wanted Monday Night Raw. They desperately wanted Monday Night Raw, and were willing to pay something absurd in order to get it. And so they said to themselves, "Well, if we want to keep it, let's make let's prioritize this. If we can get SmackDown back, we'll get SmackDown back. But we're going to prioritize. We want Raw, and the market says this is the amount that someone else is willing to pay to get Raw." Well, let's make sure we don't lose Raw. That's that's the most or likely it, scenario. Or it might be, you know, we're, we're willing to spend this much on WWE. It can't get us two, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll spend it on one. Right. This is the show that we've always wanted. This is the show that's worked for us for forever. This is our flagship thing. This is the live programming that we've had for forever, and so we want it to work. I mean, it does seem like a lot. Like, no doubt, it seems yeah. like a lot. If, if, if this is true, uh, the average episode of Raw is going to be worth more than the average pay-per-view to WWE. If you just want to p- parse it out that way. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's cra- Good for them, man. Good for them. That's awesome. Um, interesting to see how it plays out with SmackDown. I mean, I, it's certainly. Interesting I, I'm to curious see. to see what it does with the brand split, if anything. It may. It may. Uh, one thing it'll do is it'll make the competition like a real competition. Right. If it's on a different network somehow, yeah. like if if it's on a, if it's right. on a different network, it's a completely different like like. When you go to SmackDown, you know that you got your job yeah. is to try to make this as relevant as Raw. Yeah. Right now, right now, like that's your job, but you know that's not gonna happen. Right. Y'all both on the show, same yeah. network, and they're clearly the more important show. But if you're on Sci-Fi, and they're on USA, not as many people are gonna accidentally tune into Sci-Fi. So now you got to do some crazy shit just to get back up. Well, or, I mean, just because there's different bosses that you're answering to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that ultimately, for as the company, the company's going to be told, hey, look, you better. It's not even just to, to Alexa Bliss. I really it's- hope Fox doesn't get anything. Because Fox, Fox and that damn, that damn uh, uh, religious... Oh, you want to? Well, they could combine will, it with the Tim ruin Allen. Ruin everything. They could put it on the Tim Allen show. It'll be it'll there be uh, it'll be SmackDown and the Tim Allen Hour and and right back to back on Tuesday nights. And then uh, Bill O'Reilly will commentate the entire the entire thing. Bill O'Reilly commentating SmackDown. That, that'd be good, I think. Um, yeah, it's definitely I interesting. I do not agree. It's interesting to see how that plays out. It will be interesting. To I, see. I, I'm curious to see if they do start mixing the brands even more now. Trying, but to. I, I I think that it will depend. On, I don't think if you're a rival network, I don't think they want that. I think if if CB- well, if, if I'm if I'm telling you, 
Oh, by the way, we'll we'll send Ronda over a couple times. Or you're definitely not getting Ronda. I think you want. I think that that the NBC says we want to be the exclusive home. Oh, NBC is saying part of part of we're we're paying this, and you better give us this. Correct. If we're not paying this amount for this show, for you to then say, oh, by the way, you can also see Ronda on SmackDown this week. Right. Like we're paying you this because you're telling us we're getting certain exclusivity over certain superstars, and. You know, it's a. I, I don't know what that means for brand splits moving forward. I was, was going to say, did, and does does that necessarily mean that if if that is the case, does NBC have say? Can they say, yeah, I, this, this guy's getting right. over on SmackDown. We want him over here. It's an interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I, it'd be interesting. Now, if all this works out, that NBC ends up getting SmackDown back anyway, then right. it doesn't matter. It, it might go to the open market, and NBC is the biggest one. Correct. To correct. All right, very good. Let's get some plugs in. AJ, uh, Twitter, Instagram, music, yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, um, you can follow me on social media at AJFrancis410. Um, that's Twitter and Instagram. Um, all my stuff is on there. I'm always promoting my music. Like I said, I got my mixtape coming out June 9th. Um, I got some TV and radio appearances in New York City this weekend. Um, so it's a good weekend. Um, I'll be on WPIX um, on Saturday talking music and football and all that. Um, it's uh, it's going to be a good weekend. I'm enjoying my time. Hope you guys have a good weekend, too. Um, once again, just follow me on social media at AJFrancis410 and stay up to Dizzy. Very good. Uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter? At the Aoster. The show's on Twitter? At Jobbing Out Show. Uh, j- uh, email? Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. Baltimore Sun Rolling Stone? Um, continuing to look at, uh, we got the Ring of Honor pay-per-view coming next month, so we'll keep uh, building towards that. At Glenn Clark Radio and GlennClarkRadio.com for me. Thanks again to Kimberly for joining the program. She was awesome for Aaron and for the main event. Vent, 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 vent. AJ Francis of the New York Giant. I'm Glenn. This is Ben jobbing out. There we go.